0: Hey, it's Konzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast.
1: A production of John Konzano's Baldface Truth.
0: We were talking earlier in the week about the native sons in the state of Oregon when it comes to sports figures. Who are the Native Sons? We were talking about people like Phil Knight, Pat Casey, talking about baseball players like Jacoby Ellsbury, Joey Harrington in football, Justin Herbert, Mel Renfro and Bob Lilly, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Native Sons. Terry Baker won a Heisman Trophy, Native Son. So many good ones. We could do a whole show on it someday. Well, our next guest is one of those native sons. Born in Salem, Oregon. Later attended North Salem High School. Went to college at Stanford. Pac-10 Conference Player of the Year. Playing at Stanford. First team All-American. Had a great career in Major League Baseball. Jed Lowry. Was with the Red Sox, the Astros, the A's. Among others joining us now Jed Lowry where are you today
1: I am at home I'm at home enjoying this beautiful weather right now
0: love that where's home where are you where are you uh where are you living
1: uh, I'm, I'm here in Portland
0: no oh, nice now yeah. I, I, I can I go back can we start at the beginning and I, I want I have a question that comes off of where you're living but I uh, I want to go all the way back if you don't mind let's go back to Salem yeah. Oregon please let's little League I. Little League. What do you remember in from your baseball upbringing in Salem? Parish
1: Parish Little League. Uh, and if anybody had ever, uh, if anybody listening has ever been to Parish Little League, the the one stands out is the mushroom plant that was right next door, and yes. the very distinct smell uh, that that came from that mushroom plant.
0: You kind of don't smell it after a while if you've been there, if you're playing like at about the <laughs> fifth inning, you probably you don't smell it anymore, and then you, then you kind of got to wonder. But you got your upbringing there, and, you know, obviously you're a kid that, you know, you start at North Salem High School and at a time yeah. when, you know, I kind of wondered with you, you know, Stanford obviously speaks for itself, but if Oregon State had been better at that time, would that have been a hard decision for you, Stanford or Oregon State?
1: well I, I i think once i once i got into stanford it, it was um it was a pretty easy choice but you know growing up i was a i was a beaver fan my dad went to oregon state my mom worked through their extension uh program for 30 years um you know i i was a beaver growing up so uh and, and i knew pat uh, Casey, and and um you know he's a fantastic uh coach and has done amazing things for that program and you know i grew up playing with guys like uh, like Jacoby, like Cole Gillespie, and guy uh, ended up going to Arizona. Trevor Crow, that was uh, that was a you know one of the summer ball teams I played on for for Team Oregon. Um, so no, Oregon State was very much in the in the running, but you know I want once I got into Stanford, um, you know that that's a hard place to turn down.
0: Yeah, and you get there at a time when uh, you know Mark Marquis was coming off you know, a run of titles in the late 90s, early 2000s, that really mm-hmm. built built that program. So many major league mm-hmm. players who had come through there. So much culture there. Yeah, that Can you maybe speak a little bit about the culture at Stanford in baseball? We we know the university, but for people who don't understand yeah. kind of what Marquis started and David Esker and others had been part of. Mm.
1: Yeah. No, I, um, you know, Marquis obviously uh, he just built that program from the ground up. Um, and, and just had had such a su- did such a great job of getting the most out of all his players i mean we we competed hard and he knew uh you know how to get the most out of his guys we uh, We knew what the expectations were um and, and it just you know we we had a, a tight knit group of guys i 'm still on group chats with a lot of guys i played uh, played with there and and I think that dave esker has just done a fantastic job coming in and uh, you know, that's a hard act to follow, and he's just taking the reins and run with it.
0: Yeah, and I, I know that, you know, you had Jeffrey Hammonds, Mike Musina, um, and others who were there, you know, years before you, but those guys would come back, wouldn't they? And they'd work out in the off season. They'd throw. You could see them around the batting cage, you could see those guys at the stadium.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's a, you know, the, the culture of that and, and, you know, just having having guys around and seeing the, you know, the we would always play that fall ball game where um, the alumni would come back. Uh, and so, you know, just being around guys like that, getting to, you know, just listen to them and listen to their experiences, you know, prepared uh, the current, you know, class of players to, uh, you know, if they got the opportunity to, to play at the next level, uh, a little bit more prepared.
0: Jed Lowry, our guest, uh, former Major League Baseball infielder and the pride of North Salem High School. Uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, the, we'll ask baseball players about baseball, but I want you to think bigger picture, other sports you played, maybe even junior high or rec sports. But, you know, there was a community there in Salem that really put its arm around kids, and in every community does this. But you had a chance to participate in things and have fun playing sports, and you know, aside from the athleticism, what comes to mind when I start talking about that? Because for me, it was like my middle school gym teacher who was, you know, just had a giant heart and he coached every team. But what does Jed Lowry think about when you think about kind of that that adolescent experience playing sports?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, particularly at North, you know, I played basketball all the way all, all the way through high school. Um, I, I thought about quitting my senior year because I had already committed. Uh, and, and gotten in early to Stanford and to play baseball, and I, I'm so glad I didn't. You know, some of my best friends still to this day were, were on that um, you know senior basketball team at North, uh, and, and still to this day I, I love I love basketball, um, and you know one, one of my favorite sports to watch uh, at the Blazers you know Bucks game last night couldn't couldn't miss that one. Um, so yeah, just a, just a great, uh, you know, great culture, great opportunity to, you know, be around, uh, guys and play multiple sports and, um, you know, just, just grow from those experiences.
0: Are you able to kind of enjoy that? You know, you, you've been on that stage on a baseball field and at a stadium where people are paying to come see you play. Are you able to relax and just kind of enjoy a basketball game like that as a fan?
1: No, I, you know, I, I, yes and no. I, I mean, I, you know, especially, a as emotionally charged as last night was with Dame coming back into town. But, um, you know, I, I, I just have such a deep appreciation for the athleticism of those guys and the skill that, skill that they possess and, um, you know, show off on a nightly basis, uh, you know, the team. I, I actually I kind of enjoy watching uh, th- this team right now and the development uh, of these young players. Um, so I, I know that might not be a, a common, uh, you know, a, a common – thing amongst Blazers fans, but, you know, it's, it's fun to watch talented young players learn how to play the game.
0: You're watching a Major League Baseball game. You and I are sitting in the crowd. Are you watching the middle infielders? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's – I'm, I'm – you know, that, that's the great thing about baseball too is that there's just – there's so many things going on. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm watching the middle infielders. I'm watching where they're positioned. I'm, you know, I'm watching coaches – um there's just there's no end in the you know strategy and or communication that's happening uh in between pitches and it's uh you know the little things you notice after you spend as much time in the game uh, as I have are uh it's fun to watch from the other side now
0: Jed Lowry with us you are, you know, an All-American by the time you leave Stanford, and I have to think at that time, just because of the line of players who had gone from Stanford to the big leagues, you're thinking professional baseball or bust, but you leave Stanford and you, you get into the baseball minor leagues. And Was it a shock to your system, or did you hit the ground running, or how did that feel in those early years in the, in the minor leagues?
1: Well, you know, Mark was at uh prepared us all pretty well for that. You know, he would he, he would let us know how good we had it being there and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, on Stanford's campus uh, and what minor league baseball was like. And, you know, I got a, my, my first night in, uh, in minor league baseball uh, was spent in a college dorm room. You know, I'd just done my press conference at Fenway and taken batting practice on the field. All these superstars, they had just won the World Series. There's, you know, more cameras than I've ever seen in my life. And the next day I'm sleeping in a um a college dorm room on a bunk bed uh with plastic over the mattress with no sheets and no pillow. <laughs> so I slept I slept in my clothes and uh with a hooded sweatshirt as my pillow.
0: I love that. Like yeah. Hey, welcome, just when you welcome, think welcome welcome to the My yeah. league, kid. <laughs> just when you think you've made it. There you go. Um you know, but y you, you know, you're a great story. You go through three different minor league levels pretty rapidly. You get your call-up April the 10th, 2008, for the Red Sox. You make your debut five days later, and you drive in three runs and a 5-3 to three win in Cleveland. Like, that, that had to feel damn good.
1: Oh, man. I it's one of those uh, it's one of those things that um you know you you're, you're never going to forget i i remember my grandma um coming to me you know I, uh, talking to her maybe a day or two later and um you know she was watching uh, assuming on the edge of her seat and she told me you know i was so nervous watching you because you were chewing your gum so fast that uh, it made me more nervous <laughs> so uh yeah I mean the, and I and I think we won that game 3 to 1 or you know it was I, I think if I didn't drive in all of the runs it yeah. was it, it was the majority of them um so that was that was pretty special to you know to be a run producer you know right off of Jump Street uh yeah. and, you know I, I think I turned some heads uh pretty quickly
0: Yeah you drove in 3 and the final score was 5 to 3 so they needed you otherwise mm-hmm. they, you know they lose that game and yeah. had had to feel yep. good you know it, it, And when you're in that moment though, give me an idea because you got grandma watching, you got everybody from North Salem probably watching, knowing you're there, you're playing for so many people, but if you let that kind of get in your head, it'll consume you. so how do you focus when you step into the batters box and by the way, who was the pitcher when you stepped in that first time
1: well my my first my first at bat was against Paul Byrd um and I I I didn't my first bat was ended up being a strikeout I missed a double down the right field line by about three inches it might have been more but it sure felt like three inches um and then I had an RBI ground out um and then I hit a bases loaded single uh to drive in the other
0: two nice Uh, yeah and it's just it's got to feel good in that minute in that moment and You know, fast forward, obviously, let's jump ahead. But, you know, there's an all-star game a decade later. And I don't know if Mm. you thought about it when you were in Boston or Houston or Oakland and then back to Houston and then back to Oakland. And, you know, I don't know if you thought, hey, maybe I'll make an all-star game someday. Did you have that in your head or were you just kind of playing season to season at that point?
1: I mean I I always felt I, I could um you know I think that you you have to you have to have that belief in yourself um and you know believe and, and not necessarily make it to the all-star game but you're that type of you know that caliber of player um and I I thought I was close a couple years uh you know I was on a I was on a tra- you know a rebuilding team in Houston uh in 2012 and uh, a young uh, Jose Altuve um, was our All Star that year, and we've obviously seen where you know his career has gone and, and um, what he's been able to do. Um, so, I, but I thought I, I thought I had a good chance that year to make it, and then another year in Oakland, I thought I had a good chance to make it. So when it finally happened, um, I mean, it was it was emotional, and and um, you know just a. Uh, you know, just a great opportunity to uh, you know to represent myself and my family uh, and the A's at uh, you know at the All-Star
0: game. And you you walk into that clubhouse that night, and it's Aaron Judge and Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, and you know you you're looking across uh, on the other side, and there's Bryce Harper and Freddie Freeman, and uh, you know B- both Buster Posey's on the other in the other dugout. I mean, you, you had to kind of look around and go, hey you know, that, that, that's validation. If, you know, being an all American at Stanford or getting that first major league hit is validation. I, I can't imagine what it's like to just be at the all-star game and look around the, the clubhouse.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I certainly wasn't a new kid on the block by that time. Everybody had kind of, you know, no, everybody kind of knew me and, and, um, you know, and, and I, I was, I got a lot of congratulations and, um, you know hey you deserve this yeah, happy to have you here type of sentiment so um yeah that that's super validating from you know big stars and um that, that was a that was a special moment in my life
0: who who was your favorite player growing up
1: ken griffey junior um you know i i think uh, playing playing in the uh, backyard uh, home run derby that was the guy that i you know i always emulated um, the guy that uh, the guy that you know, if, if I'm looking at it um, from you know where I uh, maybe drew inspiration from my own game uh, was Carlos Guillen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed watching Carlos Guillen play. I mean, he's just a, a model professional switch hitter, middle infielder, um, and I, I just I, I really appreciated his game, and and um, you know I, I think I learned a lot through osmosis just watching him play.
0: Did you ever get a chance to tell Griffey that he was that guy for you? Yeah,
1: I, uh, I, I did. I actually got to play golf with him in Florida um, a while back, and um, so that was, that was a fun experience. Um, and, and then, you know, I've just seen him at various events, uh, you know, around the league.
0: Jed Lowry, our guest, uh, former Major League Baseball all-star, uh, the pride of North Salem High School. Um, we've talked about Major League Baseball to Portland in the last week, in particular with the Diamond Project, uh, confirming that they are in negotiations for 164 acres in, uh, in what would be Washington County. Um, how does that strike you, being a kid who grew up in, in the state of Oregon and, and played ball here, and you've seen the Major League Baseball world? Is there a place in baseball for our state?
1: I, I mean, I. If you can't tell, I'm a you know I'm a proud Oregonian, and um, the the idea of Major League Baseball here is just it, there couldn't be a better fit. Um, and, and I think that uh, you know you, you you think about the fan base that exists here, um, the amount of people that love sport, um, the time of year when the uh, you know when the season is happening. Um, The the rich history of baseball in Portland between, you know, Rosebud's Mavericks, the Fuji Athletic Club. Um, It's just I I can't think uh, of a better place uh, for a major league franchise.
0: I keep thinking about, you know, when I grew up, we always looked at the Pacific Northwest and we said they can't play great baseball there. It rains too much. And then Oregon State pops up and says, no, you know, look at this is a new world and look what you can do with field turf and other things. And you've traveled around and and seen different ballparks. You know that area, you know, the the area of uh, uh, of, you know, red tail golf course in that area. I mean, can you envision a ballpark over there, Jed?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity. I, I mean, you, you think about the amount of land that that is available over there. I, I mean, I think that's really uh, eye catching to Major League Baseball. Um, you look at the, you know, the trend and um, the momentum behind these multi use developments around the game. Um, you know, even even these urban ballparks. Um, you know they they are they are buying up the land around them to you know enhance the game day experience for fans. I mean you you could look at Atlanta, you could look at the Mets, you can look at Texas, you can look at Houston. Um, the White Sox are looking at a big piece of property, um, you know, outside of downtown Tampa Bay. You know they're they're looking at a big piece of property right where they are now uh, is still in St. Pete. So you know I I view it as a as an opportunity. For, you know to, to create this like crown jewel um property uh for for portland for you know baseball for entertainment you know you could put ball fields you could put tra- you know have trails green spaces and and you know it's a, it's available to the public it's not a not a few uh, a few golfers on a daily basis
0: you have connections with major league baseball's executive office you know rob manfred how is portland and the portland diamond project viewed nationally give us and and it's okay to to talk uh, you know to say the to say the mean stuff if there's mean stuff there but give me an idea like how are we viewed
1: yeah i i mean i think they are they are um they are very aware of this group they're very aware of um uh, of the potential in in this property um and you know i I think that they are very intrigued by by the market uh and and what it would represent um you know i I think about uh potential rivalry with uh seattle and you know i I think that you would i think you would create you know new baseball fans just in that rivalry alone um, and I just, baseball thrives in, in those regional rivalries. And, and, you know, for most people who, who aren't from the Northwest, um, think that, you know, it's one big happy family. And I tell them wear a you know, wear a duck shirt to a game in, uh, at UW, or, you know, show up to <laughs> show up to Austin stadium in a U dub shirt and see how that goes for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Jed Lowry with us, uh, Jed. All right. Uh, yeah. You know, the news came out this week and. I had a lot of people asking me, "Is it real? Is it safe to believe?" Um, you know, you're a baseball guy. You live here. You you uh, you know Major League Baseball. It, is it is it okay to hope? Is it safe to believe? Is this real?
1: A hundred percent. And I I think it all starts with the real estate. Um, and you know, I, I think that if that uh, you know if that. If that comes to pass, and and you know the the group has the opportunity to present uh, that um, to Major League Baseball, I think it puts a, I think it puts this this region uh, in a in a really good position to to get a team.
0: Jed Lowry, I appreciate you joining us. It's exciting stuff. Great catching up with you. I'm going to ask you that question now that you're in Portland. I I was doing some research, and they said you know one of the stories that was written about you said he's retiring. He's going back to his roots he'll be, he'll, he's a wine collector he'll be in Newburgh. and you know ha, have the, has that come to fruition do you have a wine cellar have you become a collector in a in a wine guy man
1: yeah no i, I love I, I i got a lot of friends in wine country here um I, i've got the, you know I've, I've got my wine cellar uh, in in a couple different locations um, I'm, I'm all in my, my, my dad was in ag, you know, it's funny growing up. My like I said, my mom was in extension. Um, and you know, I, we, we knew, we knew all the farmers before it was, uh, you know, it was before it was cool. So, you know, being, uh, you know, being in that farm country and the wine, like it just, it, it's been, you know, full circle for me to, to come back here and, and be able to appreciate, uh, everything that this region produces.
0: Jed Lowry, appreciate you. Thanks for joining us, giving us some of your time. Uh, we'll bring you back on. Love to, love to have so many more stories that I want, to, uh, I want to poke around with. We didn't even get into Fenway and the ballparks and all that, but we'll do it another time. Thank you, Jed.
1: You got it. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: All right. Jed Lowry, there he is, former Major League Baseball all-star and the pride of North Salem High School. Is it safe to believe in baseball? Jed Lowry says it is. He says that uh, Major League Baseball uh, has a positive view of this region. I still need to see the proof. I need to see the Portland Diamond Project actually obtain the land. I need to see an investor, know who it is, who is the owner of this team or the ownership group of this team. Does it include Jed Lowry uh, when it does uh, come to fruition? Uh, really entertaining stuff. And and uh, I love just... You know, I know we were having him on. I wanted to have him on in that segment because it's got such a great arc, and uh, we have extra time there to tell the story. But it really—it's a story that starts, you know, in the state capitol. and who knows where it ends with Jed Lowry, uh, and uh, and this baseball dream of the Portland Diamond Project on tomorrow's show. Get this, uh, Stephen—we got Joe Madden, former Cubs manager, on the program tomorrow. So we're going to do some baseball. As long as we're talking about the Diamond Project. Joe Madden on the program tomorrow. Leave it here.
1: We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face.
0: Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio show. Thanks for listening.